Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is Dorsey Levins, former Green Bay Packer, former Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket. You are listening to Taylor Made Sports with my man, Kevin Taylor. All right. Yes. Hey, we're back. How you doing? We have been going for such a long time, but thank you so much for joining me for a special edition of Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much again for joining me. Hopefully you're having a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and this edition of Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor is all about the NBA Eastern Conference Finals because, you know, I'm in Atlanta. I'm a diehard Hawks fan. Well, you know, of course, I spoil all the better teams that I've told you about for many years, but Tonight, Wednesday, May 20th, is a special night here at the ATL. That's how we do the Phillips Arena. One more time, ATL. The first time the Atlanta Hawks have been to the conference finals. Yes, the NBA conference finals, they are there. They are there. Yes, they are there. Finally. Out of the history of the Atlanta Hawks, they've been in Atlanta for for so many years now, so many years, 46 years, I believe. They came to Atlanta in 1968. So 46, 47 years, it is truly an accomplishment for this team. And we've got to give it up, first of all, to coach, head coach Mike Budenholzer and the staff. They put together some a great group of players who are doing it right now. They really are. I mean, it is phenomenal the way the city has embraced this team, the the culture, the community. CEO Steve Coonan has done a phenomenal job, and it has been just just wonderful, wonderful all around. And you know, before I get into the gist of the program, uh, because we're only going to be with you. You know, normally I would do a two-hour show, but this is only going to be a 30-minute program, but I've got to also give credit, and I don't think a lot of people are going to agree with me on this, but Danny Ferry. Danny Ferry, to me, is the architect of what the Atlanta Hawks are right now. When he came here, you still had Larry Drew as the head coach. You had a high contract with Joe Johnson. You had Josh Smith, who basically was trying to play his way out of town, which he did. And you had some other guys who were great role players. You had Jeff T, who was still up and coming. But the team just really did not have an identity. Um, when Danny Ferry came here, he knew what he was going to do. He had to play out that season with Larry Drew, play out the contracts, of course, you know, with Joe Johnson. But that was the first thing he did. Instead of actually playing out that contract with Joe Johnson, he said, no, we're going to trade Joe Johnson to Brooklyn. And that's what he did. He got Joe out of here. Josh was on his way out. Josh stayed that one year. And then next season, both of them were gone. Bring in Mike Boonehoser. Mike Boonehoser has brought in a new culture, a culture of toughness, a culture of defense, a culture of winning, a culture of getting the ball passed around until you create an open shot with an open man. It has worked. Who has that same philosophy? Yes, San Antonio, the Spurs, the 
Atlanta Hawks are the Eastern Conference version of the San Antonio Spurs. So, of course, Danny Ferry, he saw that formula, he brought it here to Atlanta, and now look at what's happened. I know it was a lot of controversy at the beginning of the season with some comments that, of course, were supposed to be made. We're not going to get into all of that, but at the same time, I still feel you have to give Danny Ferry some credit here. Now, last season, of course, it was a lot of uncertainty with Mike Boonhoser. They finished eighth in the Eastern Conference, made the playoffs. They took Indiana to seven games. Indiana, of course, was the tougher team. They were the better team. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Now you have this year, the Hawks are in the Eastern Conference Finals. They added a couple of pieces to the puzzle, and hey, there you go. The Hawks are in the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time in team history. Yes. And, of course, congratulations to Mike Boonhoser for being the NBA head coach of the year. He's the NBA coach of the year. So we know he knows what he's doing. We know that. We see that. And, you know, so what if he doesn't really get riled up or he doesn't smile a lot? So what? <laughs> but at the same time, he's be, he's able to relate to his players. His players are able to relate to him and they enjoy playing for him. And that, that's, you know, that's what it's all about. You have to have a guy who players can relate to and they love going out on their court playing for. They do. They do. And now we get a situation where nobody would have thought that this team on paper would have gotten this far. Jeff Teague, true enough, was a guard coming into his own. Kyle Corbett, we knew that this guy could shoot the basketball. We knew he could shoot it from long range. We knew that. But to lead the league in three-point efficiency, yeah, some may say he struggled, you know, in the playoffs, but defenses are tightening up. Defenses are tightening up in the playoffs. So that's to be expected. So now you bring in Damari Carroll, the junkyard dog, who has a tight grip on defenses. I'm sorry, offenses for his defensive play. You have Paul Millsap, a guy who has been consistent through his stay here in Atlanta. Now, true enough, I question when Danny Ferry made the move to bring in Paul Millsap, but hey, it has paid dividends. It has been great. But of course, we can't forget about the man in the middle they call the boss. Al Horford. This is Al Horford's team. We all know that. Al Horford has put this team on his back many a times. Al Horford made a great play against Washington in game five that pretty much turned the momentum Hawks way in these playoffs for them because Washington was not going to go away. They were going to be tough. Brooklyn was tough. Washington was tough. And now Cleveland is coming in. And we know what they're all about. You take away LeBron James, Cleveland basically is nothing. I know they have Kyrie Irving. I know they have J.R. Smith. I know they have Iman Schubert. I, I, I know that. I know they have, you know, a couple of other pieces there. But without LeBron, this team is basically nothing. Now, of course, Kevin Love is out. Kevin Love, you know, had a shoulder injury in the first round of the playoffs. He's out. He's done. Kyrie Irving says he will play in game one of the series. So we're going to see how effective he's going to be with a foot injury. But LeBron James came back to Cleveland with a mission. 
to get Cleveland back into the NBA Finals. He took Miami to the Finals while he was there. And whoa, 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 whoa. Before I go any further, we got to talk about perspective. Cleveland is the number two seed. Atlanta, of course, is the number one seed. So in perspective, you have to put the Atlanta Hawks, in my opinion, as the favorite to get to the NBA Finals, in my opinion. Cleveland is a team that's still up and coming. Yes, they have a, a guy who is a proven leader. We've got we to give LeBron that. He is a leader. But at the same time, you're still missing one other piece, and that piece is Kevin Love. You don't have him, and I feel like if Kevin Love was in the lineup, this series would probably be a lot tougher for the Hawks because Hawks does not have a legitimate big man that can counter. There is no Kevin Love. Just like for the Hawks, there is no Tabo Sabalosha that can possibly slow down LeBron James. But the Hawks do have Damari Carroll. But the Hawks cannot expect Damari Carroll to play 48 minutes. Can Kip Bays want to come off the bench and maybe slow LeBron James down? Possibly. Hopefully, Damari Carroll got all his rest during these off days between these series because he's going to need it for sure. LeBron is a guy who is going to command a defensive presence. We all know that. Um, the Hawks may use single coverage with Damari Carroll. They may build him. They're still going to open up other guys on the floor, which, of course, coaching staff and Mike Boonholz knows. So, Everybody will have to pretty much step up the defensive game in this series. And the Hawks, they can't do that. When James returned to Cleveland, of course, last summer, like I said, he wanted to turn Cleveland into title contenders, no doubt about that. Now, Cleveland has pulled off a remarkable turnaround. You did not see a lot of people with Cleveland Cavalier jerseys on until this season. I mean, I'm at the games. I'm seeing Cleveland this, Cleveland that. Even on the night with Dominique Wilkins, was honored with a statue outside the Phillips Arena. The Cleveland fans, boom! Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But, hey, you're fair-weather Cleveland fans because when LeBron leaves again, where are you going to be? But, of course, you can enjoy your moment now, but the road to the NBA Finals goes through Atlanta, and I believe the Hawks will win this series. Mike Boonehoser has turned this team around. This team won 60 games this season, and that is no half-hearted effort with winning 60 games. Like I said, they're the top seed in the Eastern Conference, and these two teams, they're in the regular season. The Hawks, with the big one against Cleveland, and, you know, call it what you will. But I feel like the Hawks, in their mind, and if they can go out with the mental capacity and put it on the floor for at least four games. I don't think it's going to be a sweep, but at least four games that you have to win, they can get the job done. Cleveland has improved by 20 wins this season. And, uh, of course, that's attributed to LeBron James. Now, the Hawks this season, of course, they had a record-setting January, winning 19 games. Best record in the East. Like I said, you have to give them the edge here in these Eastern Conference Finals. 
It has not been an easy road for the Hawks. Uh, I will admit, though, it should not have been as hard for them against Brooklyn, who was the AC in the opening round. Uh, I knew that with Paul Pierce and the lineup against Washington, that that was going to be a tough series. But that dirt. So this series uh but at the same time the hawks know this and I think they're going to do everything they can to slow down every aspect of the Cavaliers. Now, I talked about slowing down, but let's talk about speeding up. I've heard someone say on Atlanta radio here, mainstream radio here in Atlanta, that the Hawks have to get out and run with the Cavaliers. Not necessarily so. I will agree, though, that they do need to come out and run. Now, Cleveland is not an old team, but they can't run up and down the court with you. But if the Hawks do come out with a fast-paced play of action, aggressive, come out with the mentality of being aggressive, like how we've talked, or like we've heard about uh, Coach Budenholzer talk about in his post-game press conferences, if they're very aggressive, this team can just put the foot down on the pedal and not let up. Because Cleveland cannot, in my opinion, keep up with the Hawks, true enough in a fast-paced game, especially half-court, as well as aggressively. Cleveland will try to slow this game down, true enough, but the Hawks cannot get into that. And you want to talk about bench play, I think that hopefully Coach Boonehoser will use every aspect of the Hawks' bench the job done. What was Mike Scott basically in the Washington series? He showed up maybe for a game or two possibly, right? But hopefully Mike Scott can regain his form in this series. Mike Muscala came up big in certain areas of the Washington series. We really didn't see him in the Brooklyn series, but hopefully he can still be a threat off the bench here in this series against Cleveland. Kent Bazemore. We know that he is a defensive-minded player. Hopefully he can turn that defensive attitude that he has of aggression into offensively as well. And, of course, let's not forget about Dennis Schroeder. I mean, I, I like to see Dennis Schroeder. A lot of people say, oh, you know, he is just too wild. He's unpredictable. He cannot control himself. Come on. Dennis Schroeder is one of the best backup guards at the point guard position in this league. In this league. I've told other media members, I said, when it comes contract time, you cannot keep him and Jeff T. Dennis Schroeder, in about another year or two, will be ready to start for NBA team. Ready to start. And I, this, this kid is what, like, what, 20, 21? I don't even think he's 20, 22. I mean, so think about it. This kid can actually play. 
And yet you up at times he may make some bad decisions and he may lose the ball, true enough. But in late game situations, if Jeff T told Mike Boonhoser in game five to leave him out there, that's that shows a lot of confidence. If you're starting point guard for whatever reason, now true enough in the playoffs you want to be in there. But if he told him to leave him in there, let's say if the situation comes up in this Cleveland series, I think that speaks volumes. I think the situation was an issue, but at the same time, I think Dennis Schroeder is a guy in this series that if you had to leave him out there, I think he could have run the floor. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We all know that Damari Carroll will be guarding LeBron James, and uh, LeBron has had some tough games against Damari Carroll when he's been guarded by him. Uh, Now, Damari Carroll told the Associated Press, quote, trying to harass him, (laughs) be up in him, making him comfortable. That's what he said about how he uh, defends LeBron. Um, James Average actually nearly 24 points in three games against the Hawks during the regular season. Uh, He was held to 18 points and committed nine turnovers in the last meeting. Uh, So I think that was LeBron. But Mike Carroll just kind of flipped this around. He's the Hawks' leading scorer in the playoffs with 17 points a game. So that's going to be a battle and a matchup to watch right there. Like I told you, Kevin Love is out for this series. Uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, he has two designers. Um, you know, uh, actually, I hear it's his left knee. And... Um, but uh, he said he's going to give it a go. So we'll see how much he plays in game one. And uh, if he re-aggravates or re-injures himself, we'll see how that can go through this series because Kyrie Herbin is a guy who can really dictate Cleveland's offense for sure because when he's on, he's definitely on. Um, you know, you do have <laughs> – you or you had somewhat of a big three with Kevin Love, LeBron James, and Kyrie Irving. Now you're down to two or maybe even one, because when you have tendonitis, you're really limited. But these are the playoffs, so you're going to probably suck it in or take a shot before the game and not feel anything until afterwards. But um, he's a side relief. This may be a series. And if that's the case, we'll see who comes off the bench for Cleveland and who can step up for them and uh, try to – carry them to victory. Um, Iman Schubert has a strained groin. Tristan Thompson has a bruised shoulder. So they're banged up as well. These are these are key guys here for Cleveland. So the Hawks are basically a healthy team. They're a healthy team. They're a faster team. And I think they're going to be the smarter team as well. Uh, Dave Blatt, their, their coach in Cleveland, you know, he's just there on the sidelines. He, he's just he's just there. You know, it's like, why are you not listening to me? No, it's not like that. <laughs> but but at the same time, I think that he probably does have somewhat of a game plan. But when you have these many guys who are banged up and wanted them to play a lot of minutes, I, I just don't see it happening. It, it could, but I, I just don't. Um, like I said, Tabo Sevalosha, the Hawks don't have him. He was brought in for these situations. The Hawks, thankfully, are getting the job done without it. So 
we'll see how this all plays out. But um, Cobble is a guy that was really looked upon as being your stopper almost, your stopper uh, on the defensive end. Uh, now, who to say he won't be? You know, ready next season if the Hawks get, you know, back to the same level of play. But that's looking too far ahead. But right now, you also have to look at another intricate part is Perro and Teach. Now, Mike Boonehoser has confidence in Perro, but, you know, I've even tweeted out. When I see Perro and Teach shoot a three-pointer, it reminds me of when Josh Smith was here shooting threes and the crowd saying, no, no. It's, it's like that. But he is a bigger body. But uh, can he provide that physical presence in the middle to kind of slow down Cleveland? Maybe. Maybe not. So if, if everybody for the Atlanta Hawks can stay healthy, because, you know, I think Al Horford is still somewhat feeling the effects of a dislocated finger in the first round. Uh, I think that this is going to be a great show by the Atlanta Hawks. I think it will be. Uh, you do have some other little injuries from the Hawks. Uh, Paul Millsap, I think he's starting to hit a stride again from a sprained shoulder. Uh, Jeff T, you know, he's had little nagging injuries. Um, but I think all in all, you're going to see a great play and exhibition from the Atlanta Hawks in this Eastern Conference Finals. I think it's going to go seven games. You may not agree with that, but I think it will go seven games. Cleveland is not going to go away. LeBron does not want to come to Cleveland and say, hey, he lost in the Eastern Conference Finals for sure. But the key to this series, my friends, the key is the Hawks have to stop, and I do mean stop, these uh, from downtown three-pointers almost at every turn. Come on here. Take the ball inside. Now, Al Horford has developed into a great mid-range shot. you got to give him that. Now, now, true enough, if the shot is there, I'm, I'm all for taking it but not almost every time down the court. This is the same problem that they had last year. You would think that, you know, coaches would say, hey, stop taking these wild shots. But I guess it doesn't happen that way. But they've got to get back to their MO, and that's spreading the ball around, spreading the ball around, getting that wide open man or guys down underneath the basket for easy two. This is the Hawks' downfall. They maybe get a rebound. They maybe go out uh, outside of the perimeter. They see Kyle Pulver or someone who's open, and they immediately shoot the ball. But about And when they miss, that gives the opportunity for a <laughs> defensive rebound to the other team. Then they can go back down the court and score. The Hawks have gotten themselves into a lot of trouble that way. I just hope that they take their time if 
they are not in transition, of uh, the fast break transition, to be able to set up a play, to be able to spread the ball around, and be able to run an offense that can get everybody involved and can get easy points and stay above the basket. And that leads to being able to play inside. Now, Horford, Paul Millsap, but the three keys to that. Of course, the uh, Cavaliers have um, Timothy Moskov. He's going to be defensive presence for the Hawks in the middle. But uh, Tristan Thompson, I think, is going to be a key as well. If he's healthy, to be able to stop the Hawks inside. So the Hawks are going to be somewhat of a disadvantage inside, but that's not stopped them so far. Kyle Corver, uh, like I said, he's been in a slump this postseason. But, you know, defense is, like I said, are tightening up on him. He's the best three-point shooter in the NBA. Yeah, I know what I just said. I know you got Steph Curry, you know, but James Harden. But the stats said it all in the regular season. I know this is playoffs, but you still got to give Kyle Corver his props. He's one of the best three-point shooters in the league, if not the best three-point shooter in the NBA. Um, he's not really getting open looks, but hopefully he can go a little bit more inside because I've watched Kyle in the playoffs. He'll set up, he doesn't even go inside uh, a lot. He stays outside the perimeter, and his shot is not there. So Cleveland probably will or have watched tape as to how other teams have shut down Kyle Corver and probably would do the same. He's only made 35 of 100 attempts from three-point land so far, and behind the arc is just not working for Kyle. That's why I said that he should go inside. And um, he made just one of his last 12 against the Wizards in that series against Washington. So um, hopefully he can be a lot better against the Cavaliers. Uh, Coaching-wise, of course, is is, is – Apples and oranges here. Mike Boonholzer is going to be the better coach in this series, and I think that um, he gets the job done. His guys, I think he'll have them motivated to come out and do a wonderful job. And um, Dave Blatt, like I said, he's just he's just there. <laughs> he's just there. <laughs> but uh, you got to give your props to both teams for being in this position. And uh, you know who knows. Who knows where this series will go? Like I said, I think it's going to go seven. Yes, the the size advantage will go to Cleveland, but I think the tough advantage will go to the Hawks. The more defensive presence, if you want to call it that, of an advantage will go to the Hawks. I think they will have a good game plan to slow down LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. I think that they will be able to go inside more. And when the shot is not there inside, I think they can still spread the ball around to get it to each individual player who's open to create shots for them. Now, I think the Hawks, they'll probably split both games here at home. I think they'll split two in Cleveland. And then from there on, I think the Hawks will still take two out of the last three. It's going to go seven, I believe. It's going to go seven. And, of course, network television would love to see LeBron James in the NBA Finals, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The Atlanta Hawks are the surprise, not only of the Eastern Conference, but the NBA, and they are going to continue to
to be a surprise in the league in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, like I said, Hawks in seven and Rose in the finals goes to my hometown of Atlanta, Georgia. All right, well, thank you for joining me for Taylor Big Sports with Kevin Taylor. Of course, you can reach out to me on Facebook at any time under Kevin Taylor 98. And you can find me also on Twitter, again, at Kevin Taylor 98. And Instagram, I'm on Instagram as well. So if you like taking pictures, you can see some of my pictures on Instagram under, you guessed it, <laughs> Kevin Taylor 98. I just try to keep it simple for everybody. Taylor Bay Sports will be in the house and will be in the building for the Eastern Conference Finals. So you can check out my tweets on Twitter. And also, we will be doing another Taliban Sports throughout the playoffs as they continue for the Atlanta Hawks as well. So make sure you keep abreast as what I'm doing on Facebook and Twitter. All right? All right. Thank you so much for joining me for Taliban Sports with Kevin Taylor. It is a Wednesday evening. And until next time, never be discouraged, always encouraged. Thank you so much. And make sure you check out the Hawks against the Cleveland Cavaliers in their playoff series on TNT. Didi Trotter, take us home. Hi, I'm Didi Trotter, Olympic gold medalist and three-time Olympian, and you're listening to Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. <laughs>